Well, what's up, Cam? Oh, oh, I don't know, Mitch. I don't know. Not much. We're here, though. And mm. That's exciting. Nice. How are you? Um, I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah, it was a weird week this last week. Okay. <sighs> yeah. How so, so? So Monday I got to work, and our delivery truck was stolen over the weekend. Oh, super. Uh, like. 53 foot flatbed semi was stolen out of the back back lot of our uh our store well they found the cab but the uh but the trailer was still missing and then what we thought on tuesday was that the trailer just kind of showed up uh, at the store we ended up finding out later on that uh, it was towed to the store uh, early in the morning so like nobody was around when it got towed in and what they did is they caught the guy he basically ran the thing off the road along the highway somewhere and uh and they were able to tow it back to us and everything but beyond that i don't really know much so that was monday and tuesday's odyssey and then wednesday i I texted you that i got i got to work and there was a guy there was emergency vehicles all over the place um, there's a guy that, uh, uh, he was riding in one of the carts that we had and he was there with his wife and his dog. Uh, apparently this is a regular customer that, that comes in and he fell off the cart onto the floor and they didn't realize until, until a, a few minutes later that he, he was actually having a heart issue. They never told us that it was a heart attack. But, uh, but mm-hmm. he was having a heart issue. He did have a heart attack about a week before that from, from what I was told. And they, they worked on him for about 45 minutes. Apparently he lost a, his pulse and breathing. They worked on him for a while when they left the store, what they told us, what they had was they had a faint pulse and he was breathing, but not on his own. And, uh, we found out later that uh, he didn't make it to the airport. They were going to med flight him out from, from the airport nearby. And didn't make it to the airport, so so that kind of sucks. But not to start the episode on a downer, but but uh, yeah, it was an interesting week. Thankfully, Wednesday and Friday went very differently. It was two <laughs> two relatively normal days, but uh, but yeah, the week didn't started out pretty wild. So, but Wednesday we did have an Apple event, which was exciting, and there's some really yes. fun stuff to talk about. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what do we want to do? We want to start with the iPhone. They started with the Apple watch. Yeah. Let's just go in order of our picks. It'll be easier. Okay. Under iPhone picks, uh, I've got always on display, which we got. So got that one. That would, that to me was kind of a shoe in that. That was heavily rumored and it was in the code and everything. I also got satellite connectivity. Which I seem to remember you kind of laughing about. Well, not that. I, yeah, I did because I was thinking like satellite phones, you know, that like Mm -hmm. drug dealers use in movies. I wasn't thinking of the implementation that you explained and that that actually came true with the, you know, emergency stuff out in the wilderness. So, Which, which I thought was really clever the way that they did that because you can only send so much data 
in a short period of time. So for them to go through this little wizard and say, you know, answer questions as to what's going on, and then they can just send up a very concise uh, idea of what's going on, as mm-hmm. opposed to trying to chat back and forth with somebody or something like that, that just wouldn't have worked real well for uh, for like the satellite, the satellite connectivity of itself um, just wasn't going to, it would take longer, basically, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. And this way, it just shoots all the information up that they should need uh, for the most part in one shot as opposed to having to go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole, like, <laughs> point your phone at the satellite, and when it turns green, hold it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's super cool, and it's probably going to save some people's lives. Oh, there's definitely going to be another montage of uh, how Apple saved my life. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And the one yeah. that I got that I missed, and I knew I thought this would be a relative shoe-in. Um, we did get a midnight uh iPhone 14, but the iPhone 14 Pro dark color was space black, not graphite. So, which is what my prediction was. So, Indeed. We got what? Midnight, Starlight, the new purple, and uh, they're like a green or a blue, too. I can't remember. I, uh, I got to let me check the Apple website here. They are not terribly good at saying, hey, guess what? Guess what? Uh, what options you have without having to go in and like fake an order? Mm hmm. Oh, I think I'm just going to have to fake an order and see what the what the colors are. By the way, I I really detest all the all the dynamic crap that they do on the website when you're trying to scroll through. <laughs> like good gravy, just settle down. All right, colors, we have blue, which is kind of almost like a almost like a more of a slate color it's more of a muted blue color we have purple which again is a more of a a muted uh, purple we have midnight which definitely looks black in this picture but if it's consistent with other other times they've used midnight it's actually a really really dark blue Mm -hmm. of course starlight and product red so some uh, good colors there and then I think we got some uh, interesting colors with, what do you think of that purple in the uh, pro, the deep purple? Yeah. I like it. Cause it got me my, uh, one of my picks. So. It did. It did. <laughs> for sure. When he said, and our new, I was like, yes, I get that pick. Yep. <laughs> he said new. And that's exactly so. why I gave it to you because of, yeah. because of that purple. I don't uh-huh. think, I don't think any of the other phones were really new colors. You might, I would have to look, you might be able to make an argument with the blue color on the iPhone 14, but, uh, but that deep purple definitely was a new color. So, but in the, uh, in the iPhones, you got your deep purple, you got gold, you've got silver and then space black should have been great. Cool. Well, using that as a very professional segue, uh, my Mm -hmm. iPhone picks, I went three for three here, which I feel pretty good about not as impressive as your wild card three for three which is 
Mm-hmm. I think more impressive because that's across the board. But uh, my picks for the iPhone were no notch on the Pro models, um, which obviously the notch has been replaced by the Dynamic Island, which has been the subject of so many bad puns on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew it was coming because it is kind of a silly. Like Apple's naming conventions are either like very like self-explanatory, like Dynamic Island. Or they're like over the top, like the M1 Ultra Pro Bionic, what it, you know, all that mm-hmm. weird stuff. So this one, I, like, I think it's a silly name, Dynamic Island, but you know exactly what it is by its name, which mm-hmm. you know serves a purpose. Um, and I saw some uh, renderings from a guy, oh Parker, something. He works, I think he works at The Verge. I can't remember. Anyways, uh, he did some mock-ups of what the digital island could look like on iPads. Oh, I saw that, In split view. And, like, he did a full, like, product rendering for, like, and matched the gradient in the color and the words, just like the Apple. Like, it looked like it was pulled from the keynote. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of fun. I don't know if I want it on my iPad because I don't need it, but it looked, it was a really interesting concept. it could it could pave the way for what we could see over the next two or three years with other devices, though. Because yeah. there, there's some functionality there that I think is really really good. You know, the idea of have, being able to have the music up in that dynamic island uh, music app and being able mm-hmm. to tap that, interact with the music, and then throw it away and get it out of the way so that you can keep doing whatever you're doing instead of having to do a swipe up. Uh, motion or swipe down motion or something like that to take over the whole screen with something else so i think that that it keeps you in the context of what you're doing instead of having to go somewhere else to do a thing yeah i'm interested to see though how busy the screen feels with that going on and the live activities at the bottom you know like if you're watching a you know, tracking a sporting event or your food delivery or your uber or lyft or whatever that that live activity at the bottom um, I'd be interested to see how people. So I, I don't recall who was talking about this this last week. If it was uh, on upgrade or could have been connected or ATP. I've listened to all three of those in the last couple of days, but um, they were saying that this actually is live updates and it's being handled differently uh, on the 14 pro and 14 pro max than it is on the other devices. So I don't know if that means that that, all of a sudden, all of your live updates are just going to be in that top bar and not have a card down below like the like the other phones would. But that's all, almost how it sounded. That it is a lot. Serenity Caldwell apparently did uh, verify that it is live updates that's that's driving that system. Huh. Well, I guess activities. we'll have to wait for uh, the professional podcasters to get theirs and tell us about it. Because yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm not getting an iPhone 14. No, it's not my year to upgrade. So, um, yeah, mine either. and to be quite honest with you, unless I do anything super compelling in the next year, uh, I might, and I said this a couple of years ago too, and didn't do it, but I might actually try to hold on to my devices longer, um, just for money savings. So mm-hmm. it's, it's getting to be know, a lot to, to pay, you know, a thousand plus dollars every two years for a phone. So it's true. 
All right. Did that you have another one? Me- yeah, that new 48 megapixel camera, though. Mm-hmm. It looks good. Uh, my next pick was improved portrait or cinema mode on pro phones. We did not get an improved portrait mode, but we did get an improved cinema mode. You can now shoot in 4K and at 24 frames per second in cinema mode. So mm-hmm. thank you very much. Those yep. are both very nice additions and yep. welcome ones. I, I questioned that when I first was scoring this. And then I thought, you know, close enough. There, it's an update, but they didn't. They didn't actually go in and update. I, I guess they're offering 4K. They're offering 24 frames per second. Yeah. Um, which is at first, my my first thought was, well, th- those are improvements, but is that changing anything in cinema mode? And I thought, well, you know, oh yeah, the resolution and the frame rate, which are yeah. two very important things when it, it comes to video. It. So it did. I felt uh, like maybe I felt at first maybe I had a little bit of an argument, and then I realized. No, I have no argument. Yeah, I would have fought you hard on that one, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. And then we've already one? covered, yeah, that comes in a new color not seen since iPhone 10. And we got mm-hmm. the brand new deep purple. So those are my three iPhone picks. So yeah. currently I am up three to two. Um, but so let's we're about go ahead and see that change. Let's, let's go ahead and section. throw that score in here. All right. So, yep, let's do three to two. All right. So moving on to the Apple Watch. There's some exciting stuff going on in the Apple Watch area. I'm I'm super excited. But my first pick was a new larger Apple Watch. And we indeed got a larger Apple Watch. I don't know if you've seen this thing on anybody's wrists yet, but that thing is massive. The Ultra? <laughs> yeah. They're, you know, I guess it depends on the size of your wrist. Um, it probably wouldn't look so big on mine, but uh, but if my wife put it on, I, I, I don't know if she could even wear this watch. It's huge. But yeah, but a lot of those like adventuring and mountaineering watches are all giant too. Yeah, this is true because you got to store a lot of firepower in those mm-hmm. for GPS stuff and all that nonsense. Big batteries. We got a, a really interesting uh segment on the temperature sensor. I did not expect it to go the way it went or, or <laughs> how or how they introduced it for rec- retroactive ovulation tracking so it can't it, they're not promising that it can tell a woman when they're ovulating but it can tell tell you when you possibly ovulated and help you make a plan so so really yeah the, the story was really around women's health um mm-hmm. with the temperature sensor and uh, i don't know how you thought about that i was kind of like well so it can't it can it not tell me if I'm running a fever? It's a sen- it's a temperature sensor. Well, yeah, but it's I mean it's it's not checking your internal temperature, it's touching testing the, the temperature of your skin as opposed to because mm-hmm. it's had two sensors, right? One to at the top and one on your skin so they could separate the difference between the air temp, you know. Mm-hmm. Um now obviously if you're if your skin temperature is higher than normal, it could be because you're running a fever or it could be because you're working out or mowing the lawn in the summertime or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I, I think so. Technology has been, you know, male dominated forever uh, in, in the Silicon Valley sense. Um, and so I think Apple and Google, right, have made it a priority in years past to get women 
on stage, put women, you know, not put women, but find women that are um, good fits for senior roles, whether it's technical marketing sales, you know, whatever, like we see a lot of women in like, you know, VP and SVP and manager roles that are, that are um, on stage, whether it's at WWDC or the different events. And um, I think they did it. They chose to do, I mean, cycle tracking was a thing previously. Now it's the ovulation thing. And I think they're going to just keep doing this sort of stuff to not just include women in this stuff, but make features specifically for them. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? They're either half or a little over half of the world's population. And that specific thing, ovulation and cycle tracking, is a very, very key indicator, as they said in the in the um keynote of overall health and reproductive health specifically. And you know, we need more babies. So it's it's all good. Um and so was I expecting them to spend one, I didn't know that this was coming. And two, I yeah. didn't expect them to spend as much time on it as they did, but I'm totally fine with it. I think, like I said, it's a very important thing in the lives of not just women, but families that are trying to conceive and that may be having issues in that area or struggles. And it can be very, very um, emotionally and psychologically draining on people that want to have children you know, and are unable to conceive or are struggling with it. You know, I, I went through that for a while. Um, so I know firsthand that it's not fun and mm-hmm. it's, a, you know, it can be really crappy. So the fact that they're including things in their technology to help women specifically, but then also families, like I'm here for it. Yeah. And part of the theory that I've heard too about this is that, they wanted to make a lot of claims about what this could do, but they couldn't make some of those claims because it just wasn't accurate enough. And they do get into some regulatory issues if they make claims and things don't work the way they're supposed to. So mm-hmm. I think even when they were talking about the retroactive, retroactive ovulation tracking, it uh may they use the word they they were very careful Uh about how they (laughs) how they had that messaging so they're not very confident about how this temperature sensor works from from the language so well i i don't think it's a lack of confidence i think it's a we don't want to get sued Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's it's totally a cover your own butt phrasing and you know that's why they have a whole department that Combs over everything that's said at these events. All right. Well, anyway, moving along, a uh, new color for the Apple Watch. Now, at first, I thought to myself, I don't, I don't know about this because we all the colors that they were offering were all kind of a like the colors that were available before. Um, even with the Ultra, which I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit, uh, that titanium is not a new uh material that they're using so there wasn't an argument there to to talk about a new color but when i looked at the se line the last year's um apple watch se came in uh let me dig this up here real quick so i get this right uh came in silver aluminum space gray aluminum rose gold aluminum and gold aluminum and this year's apple watch comes in starlight 
Midnight, and I think Silver. Yeah, they still have a Silver in the line. So the Midnight and Starlight are new to the SE line. Well, the SE is an Apple Watch, so you get your point, sir. Okay. All righty. <clears throat> All right. So what did what did you uh, what did you have for the Apple Watch? Uh, my first Apple watch pick was that a new model offers longer battery life and boy, howdy does it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one I got was the updated digital crown, which was a total, I was sw- shot in the dark because I didn't know anything. And then of course you picked new watch bands and wildcard and I felt stupid for not picking that, but I got lucky, uh, cause the ultra again so that watch saved me twice now the one that you say i didn't get Mm -hmm. there are new sensors for health tracking that are not the temperature sensor and i would like to draw your attention sir to the crash detection that is not a health feature yes it is that's why i didn't give it to you it's a total health feature are you alive (laughs) that's That's not a health feature (laughs) yeah hold on crash detection uses the combined power of an improved three-axis gyroscope and a new g-force accelerometer that has the highest dynamic range it also uses microphone barometer and advanced centrifusion algorithm i don't i don't know how to quite uh quantify how like to say it's a health feature it is not something that is like you know like the temperature sensor is a health feature this is directly um sensing things about my health this crash feature or or you know fall detection detection. or anything like that that's not a health feature it is it is a cool feature just because you can argue that well i'm not dead you know that doesn't make it a health feature it does because if you're in a crash it detects it and then it asks you, are you okay? And if you don't respond, it automatically calls the emergency services for you so that your life can be saved if you're not already dead. So if, if, if helping automatically save your life, isn't a health feature, then I don't know what is. It's a health, maybe that, that, that it's, it's a health feature, but how is it tracking your health? It's tracking if you're alive. (laughs) (laughs) I think the word tracking is what's going to get me here. That's that's oh what I'm God. that's what I'm keying in on. Like if if maybe if you said health feature, um, then you got gray area to work with. But it's not tracking your health. Well, it's tracking if you're conscious. It, huh? it no- it's tracking if you're conscious because if you don't respond, you're, it calls. Oh boy, <laughs> man! I don't want to give you this one. Cause I don't, I don't think it was the spirit of the, uh, of the pick, nor does the wording work. Yeah. I think tracking is like a, what I just said, if I just had new health sensors, gosh, or if I just had new sensors, new sensors would have, would have probably got it for you. Oh no, that would have oh, definitely got it for you, but yeah, new health sensors. That still would have right, been a little fine, bit of fine. I tried. I tried. Okay. All right, but she did get updated digital crown because that that new crown on the ultra is is fantastic. I love how beefy that looks. All right, that puts us even at five points apiece. Yeah. All right, 
So my first wild card pick was new or updated MagSafe accessory. Now, I there was a rumor that they were going to update the MagSafe chargers to to a higher, I don't know, to be able to charge faster. And and they were they didn't call that out on stage. It it's not in any of the materials that I'm aware of. So uh, so I that didn't happen. But in searching through all the MagSafe accessories and looking at cases and all this kind of stuff, they did update all of the um, the wallet uh, MagSafe wallets to to new colors. So they've got some really cool new colors. And we talked about Burnt Umber last time. They have an Umber wallet now. Uh, it looks it looks to be br- more brown than than yellow or uh, more brown than orange, but and they do have an orange wallet now as well in the leather, and an orange leather case for the uh, iPhone 14. But uh, yeah, I was look I was looking at the I I lost my pick my uh, annual pick on uh, the iPhone will come in orange. That is what it is. Um, autumn colored watch bands. We did get a new batch of watch bands that uh, for the autumn, so I uh, got that. And no AR headset announced. So I thought that was that was a safe pick as well. So one point apiece there. And go ahead with yours, sir. All right, new AirPods announced. We got the new AirPods Pro, so gay. Those look nice. I like the fact that you can, it has the the um, the touch sensitive uh, like volume control. So you can just, you know, drag up and down to adjust the volume. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. I'm glad they didn't get rid of the stems. You know me, I like my stems. I, I think it's a good thing to keep the stems. I agree. Still like, I still think it's silly that when they had the long ones, they didn't have a button on them. And then when they had the short ones, they put a button on it. But, you know, I've had that issue for a while so i won't bring it up again uh the next one i got is someone who has never presented before does so this event we got like four or five people that have never been on tv before mm-hmm. uh in the event so for sure got that one well i i went ahead and um gave you that one when the uh when the the guy from oh the guy that was out in the boat from one of the companies that they were working with. Oh yeah. I can't remember uh, one of the nautical companies that they were working with. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, he hasn't presented before. And then we got a, I think it was at Marlene or um, Marianne or something like that, that, that introduced the new AirPods uh, two. I don't know that I've seen her before. Yeah, no, there was at least four or five. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even thinking about the guy in the boat. I was thinking just mm-hmm. Apple people. Yeah. So. No, that was an easy one. And then what was what was your third one? Um, Apple teases another event or product launch coming soon. And I remember during the event, I was like, oh, that there's something happened that I thought I was like, I could argue for that. But I don't remember what it was. <laughs> and I don't think you would have given it to me, but I think it would have been more like the the new center. Like I could have argued for it, but I don't think you would have given it to me. Well, I, you may have, the only thing that I can think of that you might've had an argument with, and I, and I don't agree with this, um, was that they did talk about features that were coming later this year, but that that's not in the pick. 
So yeah, I was thinking they were gonna. And the issue is, is that I doubled down on this right with the TVOS stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, they. Yeah, I didn't get this one. All right. So let me go ahead and I'm just missing one score there. So that puts us eight to seven after yeah. the first uh, first three rounds or the first uh, nine picks, if you want to score them that way. Our Buck Wild card. I got my chip speed chart. So <laughs> I don't know why I let you have that as your Buck Wild card pick. That's <laughs> such low hanging fruit. That's like you could have just said Tim Cook's going to show up. Like that's <laughs> that's it's just that guaranteed that that's going to yeah. happen. You know, Man, I, past past cam was too nice. I was, I was uh, going to, uh, I was going to say, I was a little bit worried that with, with the iPhone, like the, you definitely get them with the Mac, but with the iPhone, hmm, we'll see. And, and when they, when they showed some of the graphics right before they showed the chart, I'm like, Oh, they might get the chart. And then he showed the chart and I, and I, I said out loud, Oh, got my chip chart. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, got that point. Uh, my buck wild card pick, which I believe truly embraces the spirit of this pick. Maybe I'm the passionate one this time around. But, <laughs> uh, is that updates to TVOS are announced and they were not. We got nothing about TVOS. <sighs> I want to, I want to stay strong, but I'm starting to waver in right. my in my in my hope that they will do that this year and then our annual predictees picks i uh i selected the airpods max would be updated i uh, lost a point on that so we'll go negative one and then i won't i actually went on the website to look and see uh for your pick um, what that was good, what, uh, the thicknesses were on the, uh, the watches. Cause you, you, you want, did you want to tell them what your, yeah, mine was, was the, uh, thinner Apple watch. And that was really the only thing from my annual predictees list that even mm-hmm. had an, a chance mm-hmm. of being even mentioned, uh, or in the spec, cause everything else has either already happened or was not on a product that was being announced. So I really backed myself into a corner with not having uh, a different option on that one. <clears throat> and so when it came down to it, the, um, I looked this up and it, the last year's watch was 10.7 millimeters thick. This year's watch is exactly the same. So they stuck with the exact same case design. All right. Eight to six, Mitch, you've done oh, it. No, I think you misread that buddy. Nine to seven. No, check your math. It didn't do the negative ones. It didn't do the negative ones. What? Oh, it didn't. Yeah. See? Oh, I added that. That's why. So hold on. I'll fix that. Edit formula. Add that one. All right. I just got a shout out. I am so excited that uh, that numbers is just so easy to work with. Because I literally just a few clicks and fixed it. So eight to six is correct. That is the uh, the score for our September iPhone uh, event. 
So I suppose congratulations are in order. Well done. I am the benevolent predictator. Yes, your your uh, technological coup has been successful. I've been ousted from power. So a little bit of a little bit of wording or something like that different and we might have we might have been able to uh to tie there but uh that uh i'll take the win so yep there's definitely more green on your side so we'll have <laughs> it is it turns out it is greener on the other side <laughs> <laughs> for you um, uh, yeah well you know usually when you're winning, you're not looking to the other side. It's when you're losing that you're like, Oh, mm-hmm. I wonder what life would be like on another team. Yep. So we, uh, we may have one more event for the calendar year. And then at the end of the year, we can, uh, score our annual predictees, which I think is looking pretty good for you. <laughs> I don't know how. Okay. Well, we, you know what? I would we'll adjudicate these another time. There's a couple of them that I think I might be able to get in the annuals, but uh but that's for another time. I want to spend a little bit of time talking about uh some of the announcements that we got on Wednesday. We started out with the Apple Watch and we got a new SE. We got a a new the Series 8 watch, and the new Apple Watch Ultra. So I don't think there's a whole lot to say about the SE or the uh, or the Series 8 Apple Watch. I think a lot there's a lot to say about what's going on with this uh, Apple Watch Ultra. The, the one thing that I can say about the SE, uh, I like that they brought the price down a little bit. Uh, the An entry price of $249 with the uh, Series 3 no, no longer being in the lineup. I think is palatable. Uh, I think I would have appreciated if they could have brought that down to one ninety nine, and so you had a sub two hundred dollar uh, watch. But two forty nine can make that work. It's just hard when you're talking about like this is the phone for your kids, or I'm sorry, the watch for your kids. This is the watch you know you can get for the you know the family sharing and all this kind of stuff, and then it's two forty nine. Uh, that fifty dollars uh, makes a big difference. So, so let me ask yeah. you, man, what do you think about the ultra? Uh, I mean, it's cool. Uh, it's definitely not for me. One, I don't run ultra marathons or climb mountains or go scuba diving or run regular marathons or mountain bike or, you know, I don't do any of that stuff and I don't need a watch that excels at doing those things. And I don't want to spend $800 on a watch because I don't do any of those things. That being said, I think it's really impressive. Um, I think it's got, you know, the fact that it has uh, the face, the, the interactive faces that, you know, based on your activity will show you your elevation or your compass heading or, you know, all that stuff, the extra button they added that can be, you know, set to do certain things in certain contexts, like, and it, the fact that everything is bigger so you can do it while you have gloves on, um, mm-hmm. like it's, it's good. 
it's interesting. It's cool. I, the, the whole video of where the presenters were while they were talking about it, it was like, they were in the mountains, they were on a boat. Like, I want to know how much money they spent to produce that one, that section, but to the whole video. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, it's cool. And I, the part that made me laugh was like, well, and we have three bands based on three different types of activity. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. Like, it made me laugh because it was like, it just sent like so much, oh, so overboard. Like you can only wear this one if you're scuba diving. And if you're running, then you can wear this one. It's like, well, I want to wear whatever watch band I want. Like, leave me alone. But that was me being, I think a bit. So, so in defense of, of that, uh, that concept, I think that the, yeah, you're probably right with the trail running and with the mountaineering, um, watch bands. Uh, but the, uh, I don't know if they call it, what they call it now, the one that they designed for swimming, mm-hmm. uh, there has been a problem and, and it's not something that I ever really thought, thought was an issue. Uh, the ocean band, the, like the original sports band apparently, and I never had this issue, but, uh, folks have had issues with those, uh, popping loose when they're swimming and and losing their apple watches that sucks yeah so i think this <laughs> it's a couple hundred dollar whoopsie yeah so i think <laughs> this watch band is actually a a response to that issue that it's mm-hmm. designed to attach more securely so that you can swim with it and it's not going to come loose so i think in that case that watch that watch band is a good thing uh, the yeah, other two, I just think are I'm cool say- looking. Yeah, I'm not so. saying it's not a good thing, like that they, but it just it felt like to me, like just one step, like oh gosh, like I get that they're purpose built, and that's mm-hmm. a good thing. But just the way that that the guy, I, I, the guy that delivers the Apple Watch stuff, I just he's so robotic to me. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm just so excited about the new. It's like, no, you're not. Yeah. Unless if that's how you show excitement, then golly. He might be excited. He might be excited about it and just be over rehearsed. Yeah. It just, yeah. he felt like he was reading from a script mm-hmm. the entire time. And his hands were always like, like Ricky Bobby, like, I don't know what to do with my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not saying he's not a, not, I don't know the dude. I just, yeah. gosh, get someone else with a little more charisma. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause that like, then you go to other people, like he, the, he was bouncing at the people that had, charisma and we're like in it and we're delivering and you go back to him and he's like the yeah. apple watch ultra is the you know it's like oh my gosh man and i get that like he's in charge mm-hmm. but so not his skill set so i i love the look of this watch let's not talk about the price for a second or the aspirational <laughs> uh thing. i love the look of this watch and i would buy this watch for how cool it looks and it doesn't hurt that the action button is orange. <laughs> um, I, I really think this is a cool looking watch. What I would love to see is I would love to see next year or the year after uh, they take the Apple Watch Series 9 or the Series 10 and use a similar design language. It doesn't have to be the same, but something similar where maybe you have the crown guard like you have it on the Ultra, Ultra Watch now 
I like that little bump out. I like that it makes it look a little beefier. I like the larger uh, digital crown. The grooves are are deeper. I mm-hmm. think it looks cool. It looks a little beefier. Uh, I like the action button. I want to see that action button move to other uh, watches uh, in the future. Um, yeah, especially if you can customize what it does based mm-hmm. on you know, are you in a workout? Are you listening to music? You know, are you in a certain focus mode? Like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. Now also take into account 799 is also the price. They only offer it in cellular. So when you're looking at the, the series eight watch, your cellular model is 499. So you're talking about a $3 upcharge, or I'm sorry, a $300 upcharge to go to a watch that is number one made out of titanium mm-hmm. number two has the sapphire uh, crystal watch face that is a much tougher material and and less likely to be damaged so you've got some upsell features right there that make the the watch worth more money um but it's 36 also hour huge. Battery life. 36 hour battery life i mean when you're talking about 800 dollars um from from that standpoint yeah it's a lot of money but I don't feel like you're you're not getting the money's worth out of it. Cause when you start to look at your Garmin watches that do a lot of these a lot of this stuff, you're talking about mm-hmm. divers, computers, you're talking about stuff like that that this is reported to be able to do. You're talking about thousands of dollars for some of these items. You know, you you don't you don't get under a thousand dollars all that often for uh, a sports watch that does has all the features that this watch has. So looking at yeah. it from the other standpoint, that that isn't a bad price. Exactly, and Apple undercut Garmin on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's their main competition for these sorts of things. And I'm not saying that for what you get, eight hundred dollars isn't you know, crazy expensive. I'm just saying me, not a chance that mm-hmm. I will ever spend that kind of money on a watch. Cause I don't li- li- live a lifestyle that requires anything an $800 watch can give me. Yeah. Like I, it would, I would literally be wasting my money. So I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like prohibitive or I'm not saying it's expensive for what it is. I'm saying it's expensive for me because i mean a normal apple watch is expensive for me yeah i'm just a nerd and was like i could i could i could choke on that much but 800 mm -mm. like same deal with the airpods max they're very nice headphones i'm just not going to spend that much money on headphones Mm -hmm. you know and you did and you Mm -hmm. like them and you love them and that's okay we're Mm -hmm. we're like you know what i mean we have different different uh thresholds for what we're willing to spend money on for different categories and that's 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 what makes people people you know yeah some people spend lots of money on clothes other people spend lots of money in their car or whatever we all have our thing that we're like i will spend whatever i need in this category because this is what i love and if i had the disposable income i would have ordered this watch already oh i know 100 (laughs) percent. yeah i was watching this was like mitch mitch wants this so bad i do it's such a beautiful watch but at the same time, you know, there's been the point made on a few of the podcasts that I've listened to uh, over the last couple of days that this watch is chunky. It's mm-hmm. big. And, you know, where the watch that I have right now, if I had to wear a suit this afternoon to go to something, 
I could pull this watch off with a suit. That watch, it's going to be hard to pull that off with a suit. You know, it just, it's going to look weird. And I do not have the disposable income to wear, to have two watches. Mm-hmm. So, so as much as I love this watch and as much, you know, it's just, it's just not, I hate to say it, just not for me. Like, but I will tell you that orange Alpine loop is going to be mine some, at some point. <laughs> I, uh, I love that, that watch band. It is cool. And I think that, uh, Christmas money could be where that comes from. So I'm, I'm going to try to do my best to not be stupid about buying this and, uh, and use maybe, I, maybe if, uh, any of my uh, relatives are listening that are buying gifts, an Apple gift card would be really useful for, for me this <laughs> year. So, but yeah. <sighs> There's so much more we could talk about, but I, I will leave, leave it at that. We want to move on to the iPhone. Sure. So I think actually in the, in the, uh, in the event, they went to the AirPods next, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk about the iPhone first. I think, um, the regular iPhone 14 cool upgrade. I think the, uh, some of the, uh, messaging around it was a little markety. Um, they they talked a lot about how the new iPhone 15 Bionic for the phone, this proven this chip with a proven track record, which is basically saying, "Hey, we just are using the same chip from last year." <laughs> so, mm-hmm. But but they spun it well. So well, and now what's funny is they're using the same chip from last year, mm-hmm. but the price like. Uh, unless I'm wrong, the price didn't go down for the 14. No, it's the same price. Well, yeah, they they bend the the chips last year, so the iPhone 13 had a had a chip that that used I think it was two less processors than the Pro models. It was the same chip, but they bend them so that so the it actually isn't the same technical chip. It's the chip that was in the Pros last year that is moving into the the regular line this year. Right. So that's but, what I'm saying though, is like mm-hmm. it's not it's made, not they, new, they, but exa- well, it's not new, which means they didn't they didn't have to create a new production process. They're right. using one that already exists, that's already built, that's already been, mm-hmm. you know. So they're saving a ton of money there. But you're still getting more compute power. I I know, yeah. I know. I'm just being picky. Mm-hmm. And then the iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max. Should we talk about the fact that the iPhone uh, 14 Plus got the Plus name? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yep. It's. I almost picked that for for one of my picks. Well, I I guess you just can't. You can't be a, a Max unless you're a Pro. You're only a Plus if you're. A regular person. So my my theory on this is that they like the plus name for for the phone. They they would love the plus name on the pro phone, but iPhone Pro Plus is a as a mouthful, and there's a whole lot of p popping in there, and which is why they went to the Max name because they needed it to differentiate. Now, whether we can argue whether or not the Max is the right name for that, but uh, but yeah. 
So well, so Mark Gurman's been on his high horse about how uh, they're going to go away from uh, they're going to add Ultra to the iPhone line, just like they did the chipset. You've got the you know the mm-hmm. M1, the M1 Max, the M1 Ultra, and so he's he's convinced that Ultra will make its way to iPhone. The iPhone. Gosh, Apple. <laughs> Every time they did it on on the event, I just like just physically like twitched. Like I don't even hear it anymore. Oh, it makes me crazy. Yeah. We love iPhone. iPhone, great. Sound like cavemen. Doesn't bother me at all. And then they hop right back into normal English. It's like you ah! I know I'll, st- I'll stop. I know, but it's just awful. I think the, uh, between the camera and the dynamic Island on the pro models, uh, I think, man, this is a really nice upgrade. Yeah. Like if, so last year, the 13 was the first pro model iPhone I'd ever had. I'd always just had the normal one before. Um, but you know, the extra camera, um, the better quality camera settings, you know, cinema mode, all that sort of stuff. Like, yes, I will, I will jump to pro this pro. If I was, if I just had a normal 13 and this was the new pro I'd be upgrading to the, I would skip a year. Like I would pay to get this pro from a 13 regular, like, because I mean, photo and videos that like important to me. Um, I'm yeah, I'm really impressed with the, the cameras and the dynamic island is kind of fun. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if that's going to be annoying or helpful once the novelty of it wears off. Like I said, I think it'll be interesting to hear some of the uh, some of our podcasting uh, brethren and sistren. Yes, that, that Sis- sistren, I think, is fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I think it's going to be interesting to hear them talk about it in in use and see how much they like it. I think it's mm-hmm. a it demos really well. Uh, yeah, and that's that's my point is I think mm-hmm. it demos great, but what is it going to be like six months in? I will I tell you. Annoyed by it, I, I sent you a text message um, not long after they announced this, and I think that if they had to do a cutout on the screen, this is probably the smartest thing that they've done. Uh, or they could have done with this because it is creating a basically here's this black spot in the middle of your screen that is part of the UI and becomes part of the UI. And these parts of the UI actually almost hide it even more. So I think it's just a brilliant move on their part to, to actually make this part of how you operate with the phone. And, uh, you know, the only thing that would make it better is if it could disappear. Can you imagine if uh, there were there were pixels across the front of that, that all of a sudden, like, if you weren't using the, the camera, it would just fill in over the top of that? I don't know how technically difficult that would be, but. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like, uh, you know, like the invisibil- invisibility cloak stuff for like planes. Mm-hmm. Once we get there. But yeah, I, I think the pro phones look great. Super cool. And I like that they were outside on that, like with a screen in front of that cool staircase at night with like mm-hmm. the lights for that. That was neat. Yeah. 
the staircase leading up to the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I def I I dig this. I think I would really enjoy the uh, the dynamic island. If you haven't listened to uh, Connected from this last week, you've got to listen to it. I haven't gotten to it yet. They they it made me laugh so hard. <clears throat> so, but anyway, let's move on to the AirPods Pro. Uh, I don't want to make a, uh, a marathon show out of this today. So, um, man, I'm intrigued. I kind of uh, thought to myself that, you know, back back a year ago that the pro, uh, the pro AirPods just weren't for me anymore because I didn't like sticking those things in my ears. And it just is uncomfortable to me. Mm-hmm. But they might have added enough features to this this year that almost make it worth it. That that adaptive uh, transparency mode is absolutely brilliant. So mm-hmm. something that I really struggle with, uh, my wife and I will go out to dinner. And if we're sitting in a loud restaurant, I cannot hear her at all. Like we'll, we'll be sitting talking just, just normal volume and I should be able to hear her. And this is, it's not just her. It's like anybody in an environment like that, that I just have trouble hearing it because my ears, I did something to them when I was young, maybe too many loud rock concerts or something. And like, I don't have a problem hearing, uh, things. My problem really is that I hear the background more than I hear what I want to be listening to. It just drowns everything out this would be a solution for that. You know, I can't get a hearing aid necessarily for, for the issue that I have, but to have something like this, that would actually take all this background noise that is just loud and distracting and just even reduce the volume of it a little by maybe say, say 50% would be great. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking through the, uh, the AirPods page right now, and mm-hmm. this, the the main heading is rebuilt from the sound up, which is just good marketing, just good yep. clever marketing. They're good, they're good. Most of the time, sometimes they're cheesy. But oh, can I just say how much I hate this design? I'm on the same page. Like you, you scroll up, and it's like it makes everything animate, and mm-hmm. like Mitch likes his websites from the '90s, folks. That's what he likes. No, what I like is I like being able to scroll past an image and not ha- get stuck on that image for like half the page before it scrolls something new up. Anyway, that's just, that's my problem. I know it's all. Good. I think I think it's clever. I think it's cool. But you know what? I don't want to. If you go down a little ways, and you go to where they're showing the case, and they're like you have to scroll through the AirPods going into the case and then the case clicks shut and twirls around to show you the lanyard loop and then shows you the bottom where the speaker is and then comes back up and talks about sweat and water resistance and then it'll let you scroll past that. It's like, <laughs> it drives me crazy. Oh, I will say that I, there is one thing that I think is a lot of fun. It's that now you can, you can, uh, the, when you, when you set up, what am I trying to get at here? 
when you set up the the engraving, you can now have Memoji engraved down there, not just the the emoji. So I could have my face on <clears throat> on there. That makes me excited. <laughs> yeah, it's got the new H2 chip, mm-hmm. which is exciting, I guess. Talked about the noise cancellation. Uh, there's now an extra small tip for all you people with tiny ears. Congratulations. I thought about my wife because my wife struggles with, with that. Uh, I'm a I'm a large tip guy. I don't know if my wife's going to appreciate me telling you about this, but she, she wears a hearing aid in one ear for tinnitus reasons. And she got a, uh, she, her first earring aid, she wanted something that would fit in her ear. Well, her ear canals are so small that when they, when she got the, uh, hearing aid, they had to put all the electronics, like basically sticking out of her ear. It looked like this flesh colored grape sticking out of her ear. It was terrible. So she ended up getting a regular hearing aid after that. She went in like a week later and was just like, yeah, this is, this is not working. You know, we need to get a different hearing aid. I don't think she even really wore it. She put it in her ear like a couple of times. And I, I was like, yeah, that's weird looking. It's stick sticks out way too far. But, uh, but yeah, so she, uh, she ended up getting one that goes over the top of the ear and her hair hides it anyway. So nobody's the wiser. So, all right. There was a line that this this the girl I should say the woman that uh, that introduced the um, AirPods said that like I I popped into the event for just a moment and I heard her say this line and then I popped out and said you know what I don't think those are for me. Let me see if I can find it real quick and I'll play it. Because it was just it was just ridiculous. Alright, I'm pulling this up on my phone, so let me see if I can find this. I know about where she said it. At the heart of AirPods Pro is our brand new H2 chip, providing an incredible upgrade now, to performance. I have to H1, say, with high her delivery kind of bothered me. To unlock breakthrough yeah. audio experiences yeah. that only Apple Silicon You don't can have deliver. to yell, we can hear you. The exceptional sound quality of AirPods Pro is also now transformed with a new low distortion audio driver and a custom amplifier to power it. So whether you are dancing to J Balvin or relaxing to SZA, you will hear even... That, that was the line that I got. I don't know either one of the two artists you just said, so this is apparently not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? So whether you are dancing to J Balvin or relaxing to SZA... <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't listen to pop or hip hop. No, I don't. Yeah, see, there so. you go. I, if you I, did, I heard, you would know who they were. Yeah, I heard her say that, and I'm like, "Wow, I have no idea who who the, either of those two people are." So apparently, I will. I'm not going to appreciate these AirPods. Yeah, I don't think you're getting a Project 86 mention. There no, no. I, well, that's fine, <laughs> but I just thought it was funny. Cool. All right. Well, what's delighting you today, Cam? Oh, hold on. What's delighting you today, Cam? Uh, the rings of power is delighting me. Ooh, you're liking that, huh? Dude. Now, okay. Before anyone 
who is a Tolkien connoisseur, tells me all the things they've gotten wrong. I don't care. I read the Silmarillion when I was in high school. I remember some of the names and some of the places, and that's really it. Because high school was a while ago. I graduated in 04. So it's been a bit since, and I probably read it in like 2001. I know that there's histories and all that stuff, and I have the books. The TV show does not have to exactly match the books for me to enjoy it. It is visually and sonically stunning. The sets, the locations, the music, dude. It is, and I have, I've got surround sound. So so like when I watch it, like I am, I am there. And uh, I think that the woman they got to play Gladrail is awesome. I think she's really good. Um, I like the guy that plays uh, um, the dwarf Prince Durin. He's very Scottish and I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a fun character. The Harfoots are Irish. Like, it's just great. Like there's and and just, I, I like the way that so far they have balanced the story between the humans and the elves and the dwarves. Like you're, you're just, they managed to drop you into three or four storylines right away yeah. and have managed to keep each of the storylines moving without you ever going, man, I haven't seen so-and-so in too long. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that, that they pace it very well. I think for the first three episodes of a show, they've, they've dropped you in, they've gotten you caught up to speed and they have moved things to a point where you're like, man, it's about to get a little crazy in mm-hmm. the next couple episodes. Yeah. Um, so how how many episodes are you in? All three. I've seen all three. All three. Okay. I have not yeah. seen the third one yet, so don't. I watched it. it. I watched it last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, all I will say is that episode three is good. I yeah. won't say why or how, um, but I just now they spent like two hundred and fifty million dollars on the show, mm-hmm. so it better be good, right? Right. Um, but yeah, just I mean, just from like a uh, a cinematography perspective like dude, it's just it's beautiful so anyways that's all i gotta say about it i'm i'm really enjoying it and if if i i would hope that people that are like true tolkien like i said connoisseurs like this is their thing i my hope is that they can find a way to enjoy a show that is based off of that stuff, but will differ from it because it's TV and not book that I, that my hope is that they would be able to enjoy the show and let the stuff go that is different mm-hmm. and, or is new, right. Or is a, uh, it alludes to something, you know, but it like, it's just not going to be that way. And I know that like I was listening to a Cortex episode where CGP gray was like, this is the dumbest idea. Why would you try and make a TV show off of this stuff? You're never going to succeed. You're not going to do it. It's not going to be, he's like, it's just impossible to make a show on this stuff. Um, and I'm like, I disagree. Yeah. You know, they can make an adaptation and it can still be great. And some people, some people won't like it because it's not true to the books. And okay, that's fine. I just hope there are some people like that that can appreciate 
how beautifully done this show is, even though it will not match up one-to-one with the histories and, and the Silmarillion and stuff like that. And, you know, that's their choice and that's their life. So they get to, you know, they don't have to like it, but I would, I would hope that they could like it because it's really good. I think the important thing here is the, is how you take the history and you take the information, all the information that you have and you create a new story in it. I think that's, that's something that Star Wars does really well. You know, you don't, you don't have the main three trilogies have book adaptations of them, but the movie came first. Mm -hmm. They're not based on a book. So when you start going into the extended universe of the books, you start going, you know, you have all these new uh, TV series coming out. Uh, You've got, uh, someone was uh, teasing a new movie yesterday that I haven't heard anything about. And you have all this stuff. These are new stories inside a greater universe. Now, -hmm. do they get things wrong once in a while? Yeah, they do. Um, but that's where you just headcanon it out and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and appreciate it for what it is, you know, cause there's certainly like, I'm watching through uh, star Wars rebels right now and I'm just about done. And there's a couple of times where I'm like, wait, that doesn't fit because what you just said, like I can go back to this other episode of this other show or into this movie and that contradicts things. But, uh, but even, you know, there's like three different ways to pronounce Twi'lek or Twi'lek or, you know, whatever, whatever they want to call that race. And, and I just had canon it out as, you know, different parts of the galaxy pronounce things differently or, you know, that person just pronounced it wrong. And, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. So, you know, anyway, but I, I do agree that, uh, that rings of power is turning out to be really interesting. I think the the stranger, and don't spoil it if they do anything with him in uh, in episode three. But uh, my Jamie and I stopped and said, "Okay, who do you think this is?" And we we've got three different people that it could be. She's got a theory. I've got a theory, and uh, and it's going to be interesting to see who it turns out gonna, being. Are you going to tell me the theories? Well, she thinks it's Radagast. Okay. Um, with, with some of the stuff they did in episode two, I can see where she comes to that point. I honestly think that it's, that it's a uh, Sauron. Um, he hasn't come through as evil yet. And I, and I don't know that, you know, you have this evil figure that comes through and makes these three rings of power and tricks man. I don't think that he necessarily looks evil and, and everything um to to trick men i think he needs to be a man to trick men mm-hmm. so that that's just kind of that's my theory on it now could it be gandalf we we discussed that possibility too but mm-hmm. uh but it'll be interesting to see it's it's not some average joe blow it's it's a major player in in the story so we'll see what happens and i think the thing that's tripped up jamie the most on this is trying to figure out where it fits in the storyline Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we looked that up when we, we were talking about it a little bit, um, that it takes place in the like second era or second phase, second think, age, yep. second, age. second age. Yeah. So, um, so having that information helped her out. She's read a lot of the books, so she's very up on, on all mm-hmm. of this. I, I have not. 
So what I know of the the Lord of the Rings is basically from the movies. So, uh, so I will, uh, Mitch, I'm going to send you, um, two links. Uh, one is on Amazon and it is a like zoomable, scrollable, um, map of the locations that have mm-hmm. been in the show so far. Cause you know how they'll, the, like the first episode, they showed the name of the place and then they've used the map as transitional, but also informational, like, okay, mm-hmm. and here we are. And this is where we're at. And they just show you in chunks. Uh, Amazon has a, uh, has all of it put together and you can zoom in and zoom out and see. And then I found another one, uh, on the Lord of the Lord of the Rings project website. Um, that is also interactive, but you can, um, show the routes of people from the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit. And then you can also overlay the third age middle earth when the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings takes place over mm-hmm. the map of the second age. And so you can see like where the Shire is in comparison to where the Harfoots are in the second age and, you know, where um, the Southlands are in the second age compared to like where Mordor and Gondor are in the third age. Mm -hmm. So it really helps you put the old show in context with, or the, the, the second age, the rings of power show with the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings activities, because it's the same place, just everything's named different because it's a different age and things have changed a little bit, but it's pretty neat to be like, Oh, Casa Doom and, and Moria are not that far away, like same mountain range, right? And mm-hmm. all this other stuff. And Rivendell is way closer to the Shire than I thought it was. And you know, the the old elves in second age, like Elrond in in this Rings of Power is living far away from where he is in Lord of the Rings when he's in Rivendell. Mm-hmm. Um so it was just it was really cool to 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 do that. So I'll send you those links and we can hopefully you can put those in the show notes for anyone that wants to check them out cool cool what about you sir what's delighting you well i've been asking myself that all week (laughs) um i don't know that there's any one thing that's really been uh really been delighting me i've i've been happy i think we talked about before we came on the show today about uh the anchor stuff that i've picked up um the new cables and and stuff like that that I'm really happy with. I know we touched on it a little bit last time, but uh, I did get my power bank um, yesterday, and this thing's a beast. Uh, it first off, it's big and heavy. <laughs> it's like you could you could you know in a pinch if I hit somebody with this, they're not getting say, back up real quick. Yeah, I was going to say it looks like you <laughs> you can commit a felony with that. That's for sure. So if I put this in my backpack when we go on vacation here in about a week and somebody tries to, tries to uh, like, I don't know, steal my mom's purse or something like that, I can throw the backpack at them and probably knock them out. So well, this, this thing's a beast. Honestly, who throws a battery? But, but this is, uh, this so is, what you're saying is, is you could commit battery with a battery. I could <laughs> <laughs> like it. Although, yeah. Anyway. Um, so this is the anchor, uh, 737, a uh, power bank. Um, it has Gantt charging, so it's uh, a little bit smaller. I have another Gantt charger that I bought, bought of theirs that I have actually running my laptop right now. So I can't lift it up and show it to you. Picked up a couple of their USB-C cables as well. These cables are really nice. Um, let me grab one that I don't have that I'm not using right now. 
but I love these braided cables. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, you see the little, uh, the little yeah, wrap the that's on there to yeah. hold them together. Uh, this is brilliant. I love this. And so I can put this into my little uh, case where I keep all my cables and it keeps everything nice and organized. And then the power bank has, um, has a little screen on it. So it'll show you, um, what the power level that you have on it right now is I charged it up to hundred percent last night and without anything plugged into it, it'll also has, uh, information on the battery health, uh, the temperature. So you can keep track of the temperature. I'm assuming it's the temperature of the battery. It says it's 71 right now. Uh, it also talks, or it also has on here how much power has been discharged from it. Uh, and some other information as well, a number of battery cycles and, and yeah, so when you have stuff plugged into this, the, um, I'm, I'm kind of showing you the, where it shows the battery level, but that mm-hmm. battery level actually goes off to one side. And if you look on, look on anchors website, you can see this, that, uh, it will show you that. And then it will also show you the amount of time that's left on the battery based on the current draw. It tells you how much uh, power is being drawn from the battery by each device. This is connect connects two USB C connections and a USB A, so you can have three things plugged into this at once and uh, power all of them. It's twenty four thousand milliamp hours, and it can output output up to one hundred and forty watts. So you can pretty much anything that can take USB can be powered off of this. So. And that would be you sending me that stuff. So I'm going to silence my phone. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, I'm, this has been, del- this has been delighting me. I, you know, as crazy as that sounds, I'm pretty excited about this battery because I think this is going to solve a lot of problems for me, not just on my upcoming trip, but also um, just, you know, day to day stuff, you know, being able to take my laptop, which, with the battery that doesn't really work anymore being able to take that out and use it outside the house where i don't have some place to plug it in or not have to worry about plugging it in i think it'll be uh be a pretty big deal so yeah so i'm just overall i think anchor makes some really good stuff and i think it's also relatively well priced as well so I guess that's what yeah i've i've any anything that i've had by anchor has been um functionally uh good mm-hmm. sometimes the um the build quality of some of the stuff wasn't the best like it was all plastic but that's also why it's cheaper um but i've I've never had any issues with it really yeah they don't they don't uh try to go all stupid uh high end with their stuff but at the same time, like, I'm not sitting here holding this battery feeling like this is cheap. You know, it is made from plastic. It's grippy on the sides, which I am was actually kind of delighted by. But uh, even the front of this might be aluminum, but it wouldn't even have to be. Like, it just, it feels solid. It feels good. Um, yeah, so it doesn't feel cheap whatsoever. I will put a... I will put a link to the page in the show notes for everybody along with a bunch of the other stuff that we talked about on the show today. So, so that you can go to those sites and check things out. 
All right. Well, if you've got nothing else, I got nothing else. Yeah, I'm good to go. All right. So I'm going to be getting this this uh, show out a little bit early for everybody. Um, and then I'm going to be gone on vacation for a little over a week. Uh, we will be back to record on, what would the date be? Do you got that off? You got that handy? Uh, our normal time. Yeah. It would be the normal next, next time that we would record. The first of October. First of October. And you know what's special about that day? Um, that's my birthday. I was about to say that yep. I, my guess was it's your birthday and mm-hmm. it's not special because it's Michigan's playing Iowa. Hmm. Well, at any rate, um, so that'll be the next time we record. So if you guys don't hear from us for a couple of weeks, that would be why, uh, I'm just getting this episode out early so you guys can listen to it while it's still relevant instead of a week from now where it would be slightly less. So good stuff. Indeed. Congrats on your win again, Mitch. Thanks, buddy. And uh, go cry I, now. I am going to eventually figure out how to uh, how to pronounce benevolent predictator without having to stop and think about it. What I did think it would be funny to do. Hold on a second. Hey Siri, call me the pre. Ah, dang it, messed it up. She calls me uh, Jedi Master Mitch right now. So, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Hey Siri, call me the benevolent predictator. Ooh, she got it right too. All right. Hey Siri, what do you call me? You're Mitch, but you asked me to call you the benevolent predictator. <laughs> <laughs> So very cool. All right. Cool. Cool. And I got those texts from you. So we'll check that out later. Cool. And, uh, I'm excited. All right. Well, if you are enjoying the show and you want to check out more about us, you can check us out at inner show. We appreciate everyone who listens because, uh, you are special to us because you like us and think, probably think we're funny i hope so (laughs) you can check out our back catalog there as well as uh, all the links that you need to subscribe to us and your uh, favorite podcast client and uh if you would like to know more about me you can check out mitchcraig.online and uh you can find me at cambrennan.com i feel like there was a hard pause there because you were trying to find something funny to say no, no, I, I just wasn't paying attention. Okay. So I was like, like, oh, wait a minute. I'm supposed to talk now. <laughs> All right. My well, apologies. Uh, you have a great week, sir. And we'll see you back here next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>